from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Hello, Piet. How are you, my friend? Great, Jordan. How are you doing? Very good, very good. We're talking about farewell tours on the podcast today. There are a number of legendary artists that are coming to Milwaukee this season on their farewell tour. What they say is their last tour. Yes, we'll see if it's their last tour. We but, we're, see. but we're actually getting a lot of these all over the country. That's, That's really right. been a thing the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul Simon did his farewell shows. Slayer's still doing a farewell yep. tour. Uh, Leonard Skinner's doing a farewell tour. And I'm sure we'll see more. Uh, you know, obviously with uh, so many, you know, rock legends dying and, and musicians dying, right. Prince and David Bowie 2016, Tom Pay 2017, uh, and then with the appeal of the Vegas residency, yes. where you even have like Lady Gaga doing a residency for right. a year right now, uh, it, it kind of makes a lot of sense for these artists to be like, you know what, I'm I'm done. I'm going to end right. when I when I can and do one last hurrah, make a lot of money, right? And then if people want me back, I'll go back on the road or I'll just do the Vegas residency thing and make people come to me. Hmm. Well, let's first talk about what's coming into the city tonight yeah. in the city of Milwaukee at the brand new spanking new Pfizer Forum. Bob Seeger's in town. Yes. Kind of the big, sh- the big kickoff show for the year uh, at the Kaiser Forum, which already has like 17 shows booked yeah. for the calendar year, and mm-hmm. the year's just getting started. Uh, you know, what's interesting is that Bob Seeger, people just I think kind of assume because he's Bob Seeger, he's from the Midwest, and just because of his songs that he's right. in Milwaukee constantly. Uh, but I was looking; he hasn't been here in like a while. It's been like about 10 years or 10 something. Plus, like there. wow, yeah. okay, yeah. Right. eight years, 10 years, something like that. Pretty long for Bob Seeger, uh, and it'll probably be the last time to see him too. So he'll be here tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now Elton John was infamously here during the. 100, and we talked about that show when this news broke, but he's going to be also performing at the Pfizer Forum February 19th. Yes, and that's part of his uh, Farewell Yellow Brick Road tour, which is an extensive uh, yeah, farewell tour. Yes. That's the thing we're seeing too with these farewell tours is they're pretty long. So yeah. With Elton John, it's like three years. It's a long like goodbye. That. It's a very long goodbye. <laughs> long enough that he might be like, you know, I'll come back to Milwaukee one more time. Right. Maybe. Maybe. But you're really rolling the dice there. Uh, that show is sold out though, so mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have to pay a lot extra on the StubHub or something like that, or just keep your fingers crossed that Elton John will, will grace us with one more appearance. Perhaps. Now, March 1st, I kind of forgot about this until we listed it today. The Pfizer Forum also hosting KISS. Yeah, KISS, again, I think you forgot because KISS has played here constantly and just yes. plays constantly. Yeah. And people, it's kind of like, oh, yep, there's KISS. There's KISS again. Right. Yeah, right, exactly. But but I um, I talked to the promoters behind the show, mm-hmm. and they're claiming that the business for the show is three times higher than it was the last time KISS played the Bradley Center, which is like 2015 or 16, yeah. something like that. And again, I think it's because Kiss is saying we're done, and of course mm-hmm. with Kiss they already did a farewell tour, like that's in what I was just gonna say. So they're so they're not really done, probably. But honestly, it might be your last chance to see them if indeed they want to kind of do this whole. Vegas residency thing, which I think is going to their future. Probably. Now, this is way off in the future, but July 14th, if you drive uh, over the Hohen Bridge at any given time, you cannot help but see the billboards for Ozzy Osbourne here in Milwaukee at Summerfest. Yes, his first time playing Summerfest, and then probably his last time playing Milwaukee. Probably. Probably. So this is uh, called the No More Tours 2 Tour. Because he went on a No More Tours tour, right. which was his farewell tour, which again didn't stick. Right. Uh, but again, and and he's he said he's semi-retiring because he'll do occasional Semi. shows. Yep. You know, maybe we'll see him in Milwaukee again. Maybe we'll see him at Summerfest again. Who knows? Uh, I'm sure. Again, Vegas might be a thing for him or Destination Ozfest Festival. Exactly. You know, where people come to him. But the idea of seeing Ozzy Osbourne in Milwaukee frequently. That's kind of going to be done after July 4th. Well, coming up next on the podcast, we're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of these farewell tours. And sometimes I'm using quotation fingers when I say farewell tour. That's coming up next. Stay tuned. 
Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. We're back. It's Tapped In. I'm Jordan Lee and Piet Levy from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel joins me every week. Uh, on this podcast, we talk about the music that comes into the city. And the city is hosting a large number of farewell tours this year. And I'm using quotation fingers, which you cannot see on the podcast here, for farewell tour because... Yet we've seen this happen, and we already talked about artists like Ozzy Osbourne and uh, Elton John who have either already had a farewell or are having like a long goodbye yeah. where they're going back and forth to markets several times. Yeah, I mean, and... like Cher went on a farewell tour, right. and Cher's coming back to Milwaukee in June or May. Right. Yeah, so yeah, again, it's been a long kind of joke, long-running joke that farewell tours is just kind of a, a cheap marketing ploy. Right. Uh, maybe the artists do think they're done, but they're really not going to be done because the, the 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 lure of the fans, the money, the right. ego, it's just too much. And they're going to come back. What I think makes this situation different is mm-hmm. because we are seeing, we have seen some artists pass away. There's, I mean, 2016 was this weird year where it just seemed like tons of people were just dropping left and right in terms yes. of big musicians with Prince and, and David Bowie, Leonard Cohen. Uh, so many that year, and then Tom Petty last, uh, in 2017 as well. Um, so yeah, it just it just seems like uh, there's just uh, you know because of that, I think people are taking these farewell tours a little more seriously. All right, Piet, get, let's get into it. Here's our list: the good, the bad, the ugly. We start with the good. Okay, so good things here. You get to see them one last time. I mean, a lot of times you you just couldn't afford to see some of your favorite artists when they were touring or you uh, were in a different place in your life. Uh, You were younger. You didn't have access to, I don't know, a variety of reasons you couldn't see the artist. You finally get to see him. Or like sometimes for me, like when I got to see James Brown before he passed away, I mean, I wasn't alive during his Yeah. So to see him one last time was cool. Yeah, I remember talking to a guy when the Rolling Stones came through here. And he was like, man, I really wanted to go to the show because I'd finally like actually remember it. Because <laughs> he was like, he was like when he was younger, he was just like so drunk or high, right, just right. messed up that he just didn't, <laughs> he just didn't remember it. So this is a chance to finally see the band and remember the, the show. See the band, and remember the uh, show because he was in a in a place in his life that he could do that. Another good is younger demos get to see them. I kind of just was alluding to. Um, I got to take my parents to see Chicago and Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm-hmm. That was cool for me because yeah. I grew up on those records. Yeah. Right, and I think uh, in terms of that's why we're seeing this now too, is because the boomers are obviously still a huge group, but they'll mm-hmm. they'll keep getting smaller, yep. uh, and they are still dominating in terms of the spend. So when you look at like the tours, the big tours every year, a lot of times are really led by those kind of boomer acts. It yep. really kind of dominates still. It's very different from you know streaming and stuff. Right. Exactly. Uh, but at the same time, the millennials have uh, are larger than boomers, so you've got this large young audience that you can yes. also reach out to as well. Um, and so it just seems like a perfect time where, you know, the, the younger people who grew up on this with their dads or, or moms yep. or grandparents uh, can see them themselves before, you know, cross it off their bucket list, right. essentially. And the the older folks can see them one more time, too, with, with the younger generation. Right. And another good for the list here is production quality in 2019 and beyond. Obviously, way better than it has ever been for any concerts ever. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, I remember seeing when I saw Def Leppard and Journey at uh, Summerfest uh, last year. I mean, I was really kind of impressed, especially by the Def Leppard production. Yeah. 
It was just really, really high quality stuff. And that's that's what came to mind immediately was like, everyone was having a really good time because it sounded great. It yes. looked really great. Yes. And I was like, man, this is so much better probably than when Def Leppard was playing in its heyday. Right. You know? So in a way, you are getting kind of more bang for your buck. And and some of these artists too, I mean, there is ego on the line and, and pride on the line. So they are trying to prove, hey, they can do it. They can bring it. They are rock gods or whatever so you know you know i mean not that's not the case for all of them but you know some are definitely going to try to put on that good show because yes. it matters to their ego well speaking of ego let's talk about the bad all right so the first thing i think it can get downright cheesy yeah i mean sometimes these things are you're right um i wanted to be like i was when i was 26 and i'm now 76 and it's yeah. just it's, sorry you got to cover up that chest hair yeah. you got to get those high heel boots off man like yeah. it just it just looks kind of sad sometimes. yeah it, it, it can be for sure and uh predictable too so i mean there, there's you know the, the artist might you know be trapped in this nostalgia bubble because yes. that's what the audience wants and they're gonna play the certain songs that the audience wants to hear they might play them exactly the way that the audiences remember them yep. uh, and you know it could be pretty yeah predictable and like you said it's like they're trying to relive what was but you can't really recapture what was yeah. entirely so you know, if 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 you're just trapped in a time machine, it just it just yeah, it can be kind of mm-hmm. kind of stale. And I think sometimes the performances are another a bad part of these things where the chops aren't what they used to be. The vocalists don't have the prowess they used to have. Um, more physical performers like drummers sometimes they have another drummer yeah. or like other production to kind of compensate or for it. Or in the it. case of Fleetwood Mac, a hidden drummer. A hidden. No, we've <laughs> talked about this. The hidden musician thing. I am just. <laughs> I'd rather. I, I don't know what I'm more offended over by rappers who rap over their old lyrics or uh-huh. or hidden musicians. Yeah, yeah. There was a, a Fleetwood Mac when they came here in 2015 Ugh. or something. I happened to have a nosebleed and ha- yeah. I could have a good view of a drummer hiding behind a bunch of, <sighs> you know, behind the, the stage basically. Nope. nope. And never introduced, nope. never acknowledged. Was nope. playing in Lockbeat with with Fleetwood. Uh, yeah, that was that was really a buzzkill for me. Well, another thing I'm gonna say is bad. Maybe on your list, this is this is not bad, but for me, the, the Vegas residency thing, I don't know, man. I, I guess I just because I have a bad flavor, and I guess I wish Nate <laughs> Nate was here with us because he is a not only a Vegas fan, but he's gone to residencies like okay. uh, Lady Gaga and Britney Spears, who again are not even anywhere near retirement age, no, and are already hitting that tick. But to me, it's just like that's not. That's not a rock tour. That's something totally different. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I I would disagree with you. I see there's good and bad in, in the yes. Vegas thing. I mean, it's good because there's still a place for, for artists to play. And I think the the idea of the Vegas residency is is broad and dramatically. Of course, it has. I, it I has. haven't I haven't seen the Gaga residency. Uh, I've heard nothing but amazing things sure. about it, and that's cool to hear because when I saw her at Summerfest, I thought it was kind of a letdown show. Right. Um. So it's awesome that you know she seems to be in her element and has come up with a show that really kind of caters to her, and the production could be even better because it really caters to that show specifically. Yes. Um, and, you know, it keeps the artists off the road. They're just focusing on that one sh- that right. show that night. I mean, there's a lot of benefits there. I mean, obviously the bad, I think, from a fan perspective is you have to go to Vegas to see See, this. and that's, okay, that's which, why I listed as which a I'm nev- Which I'm never going to, I I can't do that, really. I don't want, I don't want to. I've been there <laughs> for a wedding and a, and a trade show. Or I yeah. don't want to do it. I yeah. just don't want to do it. Yeah. But that's just me. All right, finally, The Ugly. The ugly. All right, so, um... Dude, these fake endings, yeah. that's ugly. That's just not cool. <laughs> yeah. You can't say, Ken Sumka shared this story with me. He went to see Four Nights, Madison Square Garden, The Who doing Quadrophenia. Okay. We're never going to play this ever again. Yeah. Quadrophenia in its entirety. Yeah. He had to like scrap up money, not pay the rent, fly to New York, <laughs> find a place to stay. Oh, man. 
right after that was done, they took it on the road. And it ended up in Chicago, not far from his apartment. That's 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 awful. Oh yeah. That is not cool. That's and not cool. all sorts of artists are like, this is our final tour, and then they come back again. Yeah. And they come back again. Yeah. And then it's the final, final, final tour. Yeah, it really stinks, especially if, if you're someone like Ken who really invest like that. Like I always think about when uh, the Grateful Dead did their Fair Thee Well shows right. at Soldier Field, which was such a huge deal, made tons and tons of money. Deadheads were coming in from so far. I think you had to initially buy those tickets by mailing in that ticket was right. orders. It was, it, no, it was a mail-in lottery. A mail-in lottery to get those. It, it was, was crazy to oh, get those It was tickets. insane. It was so insane. It was such a huge hassle. It was so expensive. It was so overly hyped. And then like literally a month later, Three of the guys from right. were like, "We're going. To, we're in a new super group Ugh. with John Mayer, with John and we're going to tour. And we're going to tour, tour constantly. Ugh. And man, I mean, I I'm not I'm not a deadhead or anything, but if I was someone who like flew out to Chicago and did this big thing and yes. spent tons of money, I'd be so annoyed. Now, I guess when I go to the you know dead and company shows, no one seems that annoyed. They're still going. That's the thing. I mean, it's, they're like it's, that guy you were talking about earlier. They're just too messed up to even be annoyed. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe. But I think that's the thing. I mean, artists artists are banking on the fans forgiving them and the fans right. being like, well, okay, that's fine because I can see them again. But yeah, I mean, it certainly can come into a kind of a price yes. gouging situation and you know, it definitely, you know, it creates more of an incentive for fans to buy those tickets yes. when, you know, they they could wait. But they, they're like, well, they may not come back, so I guess I have to. And they have to do it, you know? Well, that leads me right into my other list here, which is I think that these things are a ripoff. Yeah. I think uh, you're right. It's price gouging. And then you talk about aftermarket. And then you talk about other. I mean, it gets out of control. And And let's be honest with ourselves here. The diehard fans are not always going to be like surgeons and like, uh, you know, high-end investment right. bankers. Right. These are just regular working folks. Yeah. And to them, this is sometimes the most money they spend on a single thing the whole year. Yeah. And then they just go back and go on tour again. Right, right. It's just ugly. It's super ugly. Yeah. I mean, Molly Crew, when they did their farewell tour, they played at Summerfest. It was like night two of it. I heard a lot of complaints from fans because uh, Tommy Lee's like, thing like his roller coaster type right. thing you couldn't they couldn't do it in the amphitheater right. so the people fans were really upset of course and then they came back to the bradley center like a year later and you know those fans had already spent a ton of money probably ton. on the vip passes yeah. for the molly crew show the diehard fans to get a show that wasn't like a really full complete right. show right but they still did it because they, they felt like they had to it just yeah no i agree with you um the good thing though i think is you know i some of these artists i think are delivering surprising me with with good shows I mean, sure sure and mac isn't necessarily going didn't isn't on a farewell tour but that's an interesting band that's i feel like live was better than when i saw them mm. a few years ago because mm -hmm. i think they are you know with the new members they feel like they have more to prove and at right. least at the milwaukee show it was really good uh and that's my hope for these shows that are coming up is that because they're being billed as these farewell tours yes. that these bands will actually kind of be a little more checked in, give it their all. That would be nice. You know, I remember seeing uh, Kenny Rogers at the State Fair a few years ago, right. and it was it was awful. It was just really sad to see because mm -hmm. he was in just such terrible physical shape. Was forgetting lyrics. Yes. The band sounded really rough. Yeah. You know, it just it was just a really depressing experience. Unless yeah. you were like totally blinded by nostalgia, then he announced his farewell tour. I think with these acts coming through, Seeger mm -hmm. and Kiss and Ozzy Osbourne, I don't think any of them are past their prime no. like like Rogers is. I think these are tours where they're going out uh, the way that they want yeah. to and they're delivering the kind of shows they want to with the kind of production that they want yep. to. So I think the odds are if you are a fan of these bands, these tours are probably worth mm -hmm. going to because they are going to probably deliver because I think in all their cases, even though they're they're in it for the money, I think they're also in it for their legacies too. 
That's true. Well, we love to have the conversation with you. So however you reach out to us, don't forget. I mean, any social media you want to reach out to me, our handle is at Radio Milwaukee. So if it's Twitter, if it's Facebook, if it's Instagram, that's the best way to follow us. Yeah, or go to jazzonline.com slash music. You can follow me at Piet Levy on Twitter and Facebook and all that good jazz. Yeah, we'll get into some Twitter fights with you. (laughs) Please do. (laughs) Tapped In is produced by Kenny Perez. Our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from you, our members. You can subscribe to this podcast at RadioMonkey.org, on iTunes, or anywhere you listen to your podcast. Piet, I'll see you next time for Tapped In. See you next time.